Nonfiction fans, have we got a show for you. I'm Lisa Morgan, and today on The Weekly Reader, our book critic Marion Winnick reviews two new examples of deeply researched journalism, proving once again that truth is often stranger than fiction. Hi, Marion. Hi, Lisa. Devoted readers of The New York Times will quickly find themselves obsessed with The Times, how the newspaper of record survived scandal, scorn, and the transformation of journalism by Adam Nagorny. This detailed behind-the-scenes history of the paper, 1976 to 2016, written independently by one of the Times' finest reporters, is also a portrait of the profound cultural changes we've lived through in the past five decades. In the period the book documents, the Times went from being an elitist, old-fashioned, white man's newspaper to the diverse, cutting-edge, interactive multimedia operation it is today, albeit kicking and screaming every step of the way. Only when the Times realized that if they didn't start paying attention to what readers want, they were going to literally go out of business did they come down off the pedestal and embrace all the possibilities of the digital era. So many of the things we identify with the Times now, from OpDocs to Wordle, from the cooking app to that hilarious interactive succession quiz they had a while back, represent a huge change from the original brand. Enlivened by you-are-there scenes in the newsroom, in hotel bars, in upscale private homes, and at the Hudson Valley Corporate Retreat Center, the book details the twists of fate, betrayals, ego-driven decisions, and mistakes that lay behind the rise and fall of characters like Jason Blair, Howell Raines, Jill Abramson, and Judith Miller. Nagorny delves into the paper's struggles with institutional racism, sexism, and homophobia, tracing a through line of great aspirations and the great hubris that goes with them. As Matthew Pressman's review in the Washington Post puts it, although aspects of this story will be familiar to some, Nagorny makes it irresistibly compelling by focusing on the people behind it, their motivations, their vulnerabilities, their quirks, and above all, the epic power struggles among them. I fell hard for Gator Country, Deception, Danger, and Alligators in the Everglades, a debut nonfiction book by a science journalist and fiction writer named Rebecca Renner. Renner was teaching literature in a small-town high school in her native Florida when a student told her this wild-sounding tale about a sting operation that took down a poaching operation in the Everglades. This eventually led her to a retired wildlife agent named Jeff Babauta, who spent the last year and a half of his career in law enforcement posing as Curtis Blackledge, a scruffy guy who was nothing like the real personality. Using an imaginary trust fund to open an alligator farm outside the town of Arcadia, Blackledge befriended the local players and accompanied them on their nefarious journeys into the swamp, using hidden cameras, hat-brim recorders, and invisible ink to stockpile evidence. The suspense is intense as he barely steers clear of being unmasked, and by the time the day of the big bust comes, tens of thousands of baby alligator eggs have been lifted from their nests. Weaving in the history, politics, and legendary characters of the region, Renner illuminates the roles played by development, tourism, and economic hardship, showing us that the line between heroes and bad guys is not easy to draw. This book is great in audio. Renner does the introduction, then John Perhala takes over, proving himself a master of the various drawls and twangs that bring to life compelling characterizations of people on both sides of the law. The books are The Times by Adam Nagorny and Gator Country by Rebecca Renner. You can find more information about these titles in our podcast at wypr.org or wherever you get your podcasts. The Weekly Reader podcast is made possible by the Ivy Bookshop. For The Weekly Reader, I'm Lisa Morgan. And I'm Marion Winnick.